0: Yeah, that theme music probably belongs to, I guess, a Chev Camaro or something like that, maybe a Ford Mustang. Trent Nicolet, good afternoon. Afternoon, Pricey. Pick the brand of car that that music would uh, play well
1: in. Yeah, Chevy Camaro for me. That'd work. Tesla?
0: What do you think, Paul Maric? Yeah, I reckon Tesla.
1: <laughs> he's letting nice himself up. down, isn't he? Tesla. <laughs> hey. Letting himself down.
0: Where did I see a Tesla showroom? Right in the middle of Martin Place. Mm. Yes. The other yeah, day. Exactly. It'd be yeah. worth There's, a pretty penny there. Because you Who's just test drive a car it? in Martin Place?
1: Yeah, well, you just test drive it straight out through the pedestrians in the mall there, don't you? I mean, that makes sense. Careful.
0: Well, mm. Paul's mate, uh, Elon Musk, still hasn't made a quid out of anything
2: he's ever done, has yeah, he? he's, he's still struggling. can not. PayPal. I'll just quickly defend something here. Amazon <laughs> oh, didn't turn a profit right. for the first twenty years and that thing's worth a trillion dollars now. Go okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. well you never know, they could be up for the same thing. And my theory is if they do go out of business, you'll have a lineup of Apple, Microsoft, someone's to there it. to buy it, hopefully. Yeah. How many how much
1: government grant money did Amazon get? I don't know. Yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah, probably not as much Mm. as Tesla.
0: How much does South Australian government give Elon for his giant (laughs) battery?
1: Well, have they used it yet? What's the... I don't know. I don't know. know. It's there. I don't know whether they're using it. Their power goes out all the time in summer. They'll need it. Someone sent me a beautiful
0: photograph today of an electric car charging point Mm. powered by...
1: (laughs) <laughs> a diesel generator. A diesel generator. <laughs> I saw that one as well. Huh? I, I actually look. It's in full disclosure. I think that oh is in God. the state somewhere, but it's fantastic. It's excellent. excellent isn't it?
2: Well, I did Does go to the the snow this weekend, Falls Creek, uh, oh, no, no, no. with the Jaguar iPace that I'm driving, and I mm. charged it up there, and that was great because you get priority. I thought parking. you weren't
0: allowed to take electric cars to the snow.
2: No, well you can, and they have a charging. Oh, hang bay for on. Them. Did you have to hang take on. chains? Yes. Mm, have to have no, but, uh, hang on, seriously, wasn't yep.
0: there some suggestion that you couldn't take electric cars into those sub-zero temperatures?
2: No, well, um, in, in the uh, Nordic countries where it's negative 40 degrees, electric cars are actually quite popular in Norway, and they're, okay. in, in the northern parts of Norway where it gets really cold, um, there's, there's stacks of them there. But the problem is they're incredibly inefficient in those sub-zero temperatures. So I was getting probably two-thirds of the range I would normally get the closer I got to the peak because mm. it was actually mm. too cold for the battery. So the battery ran out after 10 Ks or something. <laughs> well, this is the problem. We had the CEO in the car and he was driving and I said, look, I might just need to ask you to just Back uh, off a little ease bit. off the yeah, throttle because yeah, yeah. we need to actually get there. Yeah, we
0: need to make it, yeah. <laughs> What's the technical, why does that happen? Because it's so cold. It's, yeah, the reason is... The, the
2: heater's using more power or something. Yeah, the heater is actually being redirected into the battery. The battery needs to operate at a certain temperature band so that it stays... Uh, you can operate a battery in the cold, but you'll reduce the lifespan of it. So the car works to run a heater to heat the battery and that, of course, mm. saps energy from from your available range, well,
0: Rod Sims, the Competition and Consumer Commission boss, says that wealthy people like you that drive around in te- <laughs> Teslas <laughs> should be paying the fuel tax. And what he's come up with is a radical idea that we don't—we scrap the fuel tax and you actually now charge every vehicle based
2: on distance travelled. No-one's going to be happy with that. Well, look, I actually kind of agree with this, because if you look ahead into the future where people are going to be moving to electric cars, it it really isn't fair that the people that pay for fuel are paying 41 cents a litre. It's incredible on on a fuel excise. But the question Mm. is, if you want to charge a road tax, how about charging some cyclists? Mm. If they're using the
1: road and taking up space yeah, on the road, right. are we
2: going to levy it out to everyone or just EV drivers? <laughs> That's <laughs> that going to go happen. down well. Mm, I, so this good.
1: this was the problem, um, pricey last year or earlier this year when um, Bill Shorten announced that policy. Probably as we discovered without thinking, if they go to fifty percent of new vehicle sales, and it's not going to happen, but if it did happen overnight, fifty percent of new vehicles sold will be electric. That means fifty percent less people buying fuel. What do they do to make up? the shortfall in the excise. Mm. That's the problem, because they bank on it. It's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, and they did it... Yep. Um,
2: oh, sorry, Pricey, I was just about to say, they just did it in Victoria, yeah. where there's the stamp duty from property has gone down so far that they're now charging people who buy any car above $100,000 even more money on stamp duty.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: It's a luxury tax on a luxury tax. We'll get the comparison
0: of the Nissan Patrol Toyota Land Cruiser in a moment they are the big brothers of the full drive range 131873 is our number calls for trent and paul are from car advice michael's in sutherland hi michael
3: yeah g'day guys
1: hello mate
3: i'm tossing up between a hyundai i30 a vw golf and possibly even throwing a corolla hybrid into the
2: mix Whoa, there are a really nice mix of cars there, Michael. Um, look, for, for me, it's going to be probably uh, either the Hyundai or the Corolla. The new Corolla's fantastic. The only downside is the boot is quite small, and it's same with the rear seat space. The reason I've discounted the Golf here, we, we recently had our 60,000K service on the company-owned Golf GTI. It was $3,000, which is incredible. Money. Whoa. Yeah, what? yeah, The gearbox in our Golf R broke. It had to be replaced. So I'm just not loving the Volkswagen stuff at the moment, and I reckon the Hyundai's the way to go. What do you reckon, Trent?
1: Yeah, I... Look, for me, I think Hyundai i30 is a good car, strong entrant in that segment, Michael. And in many ways, the Volkswagen Golf still um, sets the tone for the segment. You know, everyone else is trying to get to the point that the Golf is at. But for me, the newest entrant at the moment into that segment is the Toyota Corolla Hybrid, and I'm a big fan of it. As long as you don't need a huge boot, that's the one I'd be getting. Okay. Thank you. No worries, mate. Well, our pleasure, Michael.
0: Thank you. What came out better, the Patrol or the Land Cruiser? Please tell me the GXL.
1: It's horses for courses, isn't it? I mean, it, this is this is the clash of the titans off road. Pricey oh, yeah. in Australia, really, always has been Patrol and Land Cruiser. I I think what you need to do is have a really really good think about whether you actually need a diesel V eight because if you don't need a diesel V eight, you definitely go for the petrol V eight in the Patrol. Paul, I, I, that pretty much makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, well, here's here's the verdict we came up with when it comes to price.
2: If you do the same distance driving between the diesel Land Cruiser, which is about $16,000 more than the equivalent Patrol, you're actually going to be paying this thing back over 10 or 11 years. Mm. So you're actually better off going with the petrol V8. It, it feels better to drive. It's got plenty of punch. The Patrol itself is much nicer inside for that same price point. And you can tow three and a half tonnes with both of these quite comfortably. And you've got petrol and diesel all over the country. Country. So the Patrol won out in this comparison. There
0: you go, 131873 is the number. More calls for Trent and Paul straight after this. Maybe a Subaru WRX for that music. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd work.
2: That'd be nice. An STI uh-huh. with a big wing on yeah, it. Be big great. Wing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they still sell many WRXs? You know what? They do. And they actually mm. do a wagon version called the, yeah, insert stupid yeah. name here, LeVorg. LeVorg. But yeah. it is heaps of fun. Do you know what LeVorg what? spells
1: in reverse? What you do most week? Grovel. Oh, I think Grovel, yeah, okay. The Subaru yeah. Grovel. <laughs> it's a Laval. stupid name for a very good car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very good car. Just I keep promising name.
0: to do this. We'll do the top ten stupid names one day. Yeah, you. we uh, do l- need to do that. Lindsay in Wong, How are you, Lynn?
3: Oh, good, thank you, Steve.
0: Hello, Lynn Go ahead. Uh,
3: I have um, a Volvo V40 that I've been driving for four years, which I love, but since I bought it... Um, we've become grandparents and we now need, I need a bit of extra space in the back seat.
0: Aren't you a good grandma? Mm.
3: Yes. And and there's not a lot of room in the back seat, but um, I'm just wondering, should I just go to the small, although SUV because I, I love, the Volvo, but is there something else that I should look
2: at? I'll tell you what Lynn, thank you Thank you, firstly for calling in um, the Volvo XC40 is one of our favourites at Car Advice. it's basically the SUV version of the V40, much newer it is one of the safest SUVs on the market lots of room inside as well, so a big tick of approval from us for that one and you can see the review at CarAdvice.com the only thing you've got to be wary of is servicing costs and Trent, I know that I almost fell off my chair mm. when I calculated the cost of servicing an XC40 over 5 years, yep. the Comprehensive plan was something like six thousand dollars, which is about five thousand dollars more than what you'll be paying with an equivalent BMW product.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more money, um, and that—that's the one thing we—we we find ourselves when recommending Volvo's, reminding people all the time to just be aware of the servicing costs. But the good news with that, uh, Lynn is that they're looking into it. So Volvo Australia has told us that they're going to—they're re- going to revise that, work on that. The boss of the company here is aware that that's an issue, and they're looking into it. So keep that in mind. Also, can I drive- toss him one? Yeah, go, go. Skoda Wagon? Yeah, Skoda Wagon's a good one. Octavia Wagon would be great in that segment. Similar size, massive big boot.
2: Five-year uh, warranty yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: five-year warranty, plenty of room, and it's a great thing. So I'd have a look at that. But if you do love the Volvo product, Lynn, you can always drive a hard bargain at the dealer as well.
3: Well, I remember when we bought it, uh, my husband a good, got a pretty good deal, and we got three years free
1: services Oh, brilliant. See, that's the sort of thing that everybody should be doing. Yeah. Exactly See right. if you can throw that one in again, Lynn.
3: Yes. Well, and have good. a... Okay,
0: all right. Have oh. a drive of the uh, Skoda. Just have yeah, a look. definitely. At, just, just to give yourself something to compare it with. That's all, in.
3: Hey, thanks, Steve.
0: You know, our, our, nice to hear from you. Isn't that good? Grandparents yeah. looking after the grandkids. Great. Daniel's on the Sunshine Coast. Hi, hey, Daniel.
3: Good afternoon, guys. How are we? Good, mate. Just two quick things. I remember you, um, one of you a couple of months ago on on your show there when you guys were on at night, you were talking about cars with high fuel consumption. Now, I'd like to add a vehicle to that conversation as well, which is the Toyota Prado 120 Grande Petrol.
1: Ah, yes, the V6.
3: Absolutely. Fantastic car, mm. but I'm glad petrol stations are only within 50 kilometres of each other. <laughs>
0: what, what are you getting? What sort of mileage?
3: Um, when I'm driving it or when my wife's driving it.
0: Uh, when you're driving Yeah, give
1: us the worst-case scenario, Daniel
3: my wife when my wife driving there, if we've got the foot on accelerator on the or on the brake oh, i reckon it'd be up around probably
1: 16. yeah that's so about right i was going to guess at 16 or 17 it's a uh, you know it's yeah it's a lot and and it's a big heavy four-wheel drive this is why so many people go with diesel engines for these big four-wheel drives because the petrol engines are just extremely thirsty it's just the reality of it mm. they,
0: all right daniel thank you i don't know what you can do about that except uh uh, go diesel. If you're going to buy a Prado, go diesel, do you?
1: Well, what? Yeah. well,
2: they actually killed the petrol altogether because it right. was something like 1% of sales. Yeah, Everyone was right. going for the diesel. I think a lot of people yeah. like Daniel came out of a petrol and yeah.
0: said, never again.
1: Yeah, give me a diesel, exactly.
0: I see that new Victorian transport levy, by the way, is going to raise $60 million a year. Mm. It's nothing. $60 million, but you I mean, know, in a budget of what, hundreds yeah, of billions. Exactly. It's just an annoyance, really. Mohammed Zinkashula, how are you, Mohammed?
3: Hey, how you going, Dave? Good, mate. We're great. That's good. Uh, um, can I ask about my car value? It's an AMG A45, the small hatchback one. It's uh, 2018 model. It's just a little bit too small. I've got a, a son and I'm thinking to sell it. So just getting your opinion on that.
1: Yeah, Fair sure.
0: Enough. We don't really do valuations, but what do you guys think? Would it have held its value, a small
2: A-class A, a class AMG? Look, generally they do. The problem is, though, that the new one's just been announced. So if you're going to sell it, I'd sell it straight away, and I'd be doing a private sale instead of trading in, in as well.
0: Yep, stick it on uh, Gumtree or one of those. What's the other car sales? Is it carsales.com? Yeah, eBay. Mm-hmm. There's a few out there. Yeah, absolutely. Tarek's in Greenacre. G'day, Tarek.
3: Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you, Stephen Trenton, for taking my call. No worries, Tarek. Uh, how are you, mate? Good. Good. I've got a I've got a Kruger a 2014 model. It's a bit of a petrol guzzler, um, and I'm looking at trading it in. But I heard in 2020 uh, Toyota were going to. Um, reveal a a hybrid version of the Kluger. Just wanted to get your thoughts
2: on that. Yeah, that's right. It was actually just released uh, recently. I think it was at the New York Motor Show, and they've confirmed that the hybrid Kluger will be coming to Australia next year. So that's good news for consumers because the Kluger is only currently available as a V6 petrol. It's a great engine. It's a really nice car to drive, but the hybrid will take the sting out of that fuel bill. And, um, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a good thing. And
1: incredibly popular in Australia. Tarek, I would assume, has bought it uh, as a family vehicle, um, you know, because a lot of people... yeah, a lot of people are buying them with kids. They're very, very popular seven for that. It's yeah. so seven seats, plenty of room in the second row. So yeah, just hold on a bit longer, Tarek, and there'll be a hybrid one coming, mate.
3: No, thank you very much. Have a nice yeah, day you anyway. too, mate.
1: It's our pleasure. Good on you, Michael's in Pimble. Hello, Michael.
3: G'day, boys. How are you all today? Good, mate. Fabulous. Good, good. Um, look, i just
1: had a question. Just wanted to get the boys' opinion on the current model Jeep Grand Cherokee. I've got a 2013 model that uh, is coming up to.
3: Probably at the end of this financial year, I'll look to to move to or uh, next year, I should say, move to the uh, a newer model. Um, just wanted to get a read on the boys to see what they think of that
1: car at the moment. Mate, it's better than it's ever been. I mean, if you've had a good relationship with your Jeep dealer and you've got a Grand Cherokee that you like and you haven't had an issue with it, it, it's a compelling product still. They've got the five-year warranty, there-and-back guarantee, faster access to parts. They've worked really hard to change the perception of the brand after they had some issues with it. So, um, you know, if you've got one and you haven't had problems with it and you'd like to get another one, you don't have to be fearful of getting another one. What you've got to do, though, is have a look at what else is available in that segment because the large suv segment is probably tougher in competition than it's ever been there's a lot of different options in there um but i i think the jeep cherokee the grand cherokee the reason people like it as much as they do is it offers a compelling blend of value for money and it feels like a premium vehicle compared to some of the competition so good on your mic better stick than with the jeep been. if you like yeah,
0: it's better than with it's with it's it better with the A few car dealers would be doing it pretty tough based on the car sales figures released
1: today. Yeah, Yeah,
2: these these are really bad. I mean, it's the worst July since 2011. Uh, Sales are now down on their 27. 2017 peak, rather, and it's it's a troubling sign for the industry in general. It shows that consumers aren't really confident in terms of buying cars now, and brands
1: like Holden are doing it tough at the moment, aren't they, Trent? Yeah, they are, really are. I mean, Holden's doing it tougher than it's ever done it in Australia. Uh, their their sales last month, just over 3,000 vehicles, is really not that good. Um, and even though they've got some decent product and they've got some product that resonates with the market, um, it, it's just not enough. And I think, you know, th- th- this, this shows that just cheaper money or lower interest rates doesn't necessarily impact. People are making their decision to buy or not buy a new car based on a whole bunch of different things and it hasn't been great. Second biggest purchase you make in your life and you're probably going to hang on if the economy's not all that flesh. Yeah, John is.
0: wants a comparison between a Subaru a V dub, uh, dub and a Skoda. G'day John. Hey John.
3: Yeah good. Um, I'm looking at a, a family wagon um, ideally to do on the old, odd camping trip but uh, a boot Uh, in excess of 500 uh, litres. So I'm looking at the Subaru Outback, uh, the Volkswagen Passat Alltrack and the Skoda models off tovia and the superb so i just wanted to get you a bit of a re- review of all those
2: uh, i'll tell you what, what john the one that stands out there for me is the subaru outback it's a bit of a staple in that uh, I, i'm going to call it off-road but it's not entirely off-road wagon segment it sits a little higher off the ground it's constant all-wheel drive and it is just fantastic to drive with all the latest safety gear and infotainment spec as well um the other one i'd throw See in a here. lot of them in newtown don't you yeah, I and mean, of the snow, you actually see heaps of the snow um, So the Skoda Superb is another good option as the well so. Cup, <laughs> I'd be test driving those two back to back, John uh, Subaru Outback and Skoda Superb Wagon mm. You're going to love both of those, both now available with a five year warranty as well What yeah. do you reckon, Trent?
1: Yeah, the Outback's a good one I mean, if you're going to do a bit of camping, tow a small trailer Outback's hard to beat, it's good
2: They
0: are good, they are a very, very, very good vehicle uh, Dean's in Parramatta, g'day Dean, how are you?
3: Yeah, how are you boys? Thanks for that for the show. Um I'm just inquiring. I'm looking at buying a um dual cab and I um I've looked at the Rangers and the Hiluxes and um, the Nissan Navara. Um I've got my eye set on a, a really top of the range Nissan Navara 2.3 Twin Turbo.
1: Yeah, what sort of driving are you going to do with it? mate? Are you going to tow a big heavy trailer or you know put a hell of a lot of weight in the train?
3: No, it's just it's just basically all the grandkids we just go camping just you know, just off road maybe um up in the Stockton Beach. Yep, uh, make it I'm easy. Make it easy room. for you,
1: mate. Go and buy a Navara. Yeah, go mate. For I've it, had a look at one. I've
3: had a look at one 2.3 twin turbo in Parramatta, didn't you know, all with mods and cons on it. Yep, on it.
1: that's the one, mate. Grab that. It's a good thing. It'll do exactly what you want it to do.
0: Right, thanks, boys.
1: No worries, you, mate. Dean.
0: There you go. That was pretty simple. Thank you, uh, Paul. Thank you, Trent. No, thank Talk you. To you mate. Next thank week, boys. Caradvice.com, the world's best car advice website.